14 days, one room, and one man. Welcome to the Q10 podcast, a podcast about a person who is locked up for 14 days in a hotel room in Taiwan to circumvent the further spread of the coronavirus. Find out what will happen to his body, to his mind, while he's locked up and has a limited amount of freedom for 14 days. Let's fight this pandemic. Let's fight this pandemic together. You can join his unique and interactive journey and experience by following this Q10 podcast. Every day an episode about his journey. 14 days, one room, one man. Welcome to the Q10 podcast. Welcome to Locktober. Day zero, the beginning. It's October 3rd, Saturday, 5.23 a.m. Still pitch dark outside and the alarm on my phone just went off. How do I feel? Tired and excited at the same time. I didn't sleep too well as I'm always worried the night before I leave the country. Did I set the alarm? Did I put all the important things in my luggage? What would I forget this time? Let me go through the important things again in my head. Did I set the second alarm? This time it was a little different because of the COVID-19 regulations. Some policies are more strict. You're not allowed to board the plane when you have a fever. Don't feel well, cough, and you need to wear a face mask. So I was also worried that I might get a fever and would be denied boarding the plane and need to postpone the plans. And in that case, because we are entering a second so-called wave in the Netherlands, maybe additional travel bans will be put in place again until further notice. I took a refreshing shower, knowing that this day could be a very long day, as I will need to fly for 13 hours and have no clue how fast I will find a place to stay in Taiwan. I cleaned the apartment like a whirlwind, closed the bags from my luggage and transferred them to my dad's car. He offered me to bring me to the Amsterdam airport, preventing a longer journey by public transport, including the higher risk to be contaminated with the novel coronavirus. The drive to the airport was a smooth 90-minute ride, especially because Saturday's morning's traffic density is very low. We chat during the trip while both wearing a face mask. And when we arrive at the airport, we elbow bump because hugging, shaking hands is still not allowed. At the airport, it's not too crowded, although much more passengers than I thought. Probably 90% of the people are wearing face masks. There are a lot of signs that face masks are required when you want to check in luggage and go through security. Before I could walk to the check-in desk, a person from the airline company asked me to fill out some forms to declare that I do not feel ill, etc. They also asked me to provide the certificate to prove that I am negatively tested for the coronavirus. The check-in desk were all equipped with transparent plastic screens to circumvent the further spread of the virus. The lady behind the desk informed me that the plane was less than half full and that the seat next to me was empty. 
She reminded me that I need to wear a face mask during the whole journey, except when I was consuming food and drinks. After checking in my bags, I walked upstairs to line up for security. They changed the body scan devices. Instead of the pot with the moving doors, they had installed large screens that you need to pass through. Probably the pot might be a higher risk for spreading the virus. Nevertheless, the process went very smooth. The desk at the customs also had similar plastic screens as for the checking in process. And the man behind the desk asked me to remove my mask for identification purposes. After strolling through the airport, I went to the KLM lounge to enjoy some breakfast. The options for the breakfast were very limited, but I was happy to see that at least I could have something to eat and sit down. The quality of the breakfast was good. Bread was fresh, enough topics on the bread, a well-cooked egg, yogurt with fruits and a cappuccino. After the breakfast, I walked to the gate and lined up for the boarding process. As usual, I am the first in line, as I don't care to wait for 30 minutes standing. Before the boarding procedure started, a person checked again our passports and requested to show our negative results from the COVID-19 test. The person who checked the boarding pass by the electronic scanner before getting to the gate was located in a special transparent cubicle. The boarding process was very smooth and I saw that most people really took care of the 1.5 meter social distance rules. My body temperature was checked and I was allowed to enter the plane. I was the first person to enter and was greeted by the cabin crew all dressed in their regular uniform. But this time they were also wearing a face mask. Goggles looked like the ones you will need for snorkeling and white protective overalls. The plane was filled fast with all passengers and before the scheduled time the aircraft was ready to take off. I felt a big relief as I went successfully through all of the checks without any issue or problem. I also realized that I'm flying with passengers that also went through the same process and the chance that someone has the COVID-19 would probably be very limited compared to for example the city of Amsterdam. During the flight we only get the essential food and drinks. During the flight we only got the essential food and drinks but no beer, wine, coke or other beverages. Only water, coffee and tea. It felt like my imprisonment already started. Although I should not complain, food was okay and better to enjoy food than have nothing to eat for 13 hours. Usually I schedule some tasks in the plane to maintain sane while waiting in my chair for such a long time. Sleep, think, write and watch movies. I know that a lot of people have a problem to sleep in an aircraft, but for me it's a kind of challenge to get in the kind of zen mode and sleep as soon as possible for about one or two hours. I watched the movies The Platform and Kim Ji Young, born 1982. I do recommend both of them. The journey to Taiwan was smooth without heavy turbulence. During the trip I could see a super bright full moon and after about 11 hours I saw Hong Kong before landing at Taoyuan International Airport, on time around 6 a.m. The off-boarding process went surprisingly well as most of the passengers kept the 1.5 meter social distance. At the airport there were a lot of people wearing a uniform with quarantine on it, to guide us through the next process. 
The Taiwan government needs from every passenger a health declaration certificate that you need to apply for at the airport using a QR code. Part of the process is to provide a Taiwan phone number and the address where you will stay. I realized that everyone already had a place to stay, either at a pre-booked hotel or at home. For me, that was a little strange, as I have requested a couple days before the local authorities and they recommended me to arrange a special epidemic prevention hotel at the airport, and not earlier. Luckily, there were enough people to help me, and the lady provided me a list of hotels and she asked me which one I want to stay. I can read some Chinese, but I realize that it's annoying to check each individual hotel and if they have a room with a balcony, etc. So I decided to ask the lady to pick up a hotel and reserve a room. After the confirmation, I uploaded all information to the government website and got almost immediately the health declaration certificate by phone. The government will use that phone number to check the GSM signal and check that you will stay put for 14 days. Or actually it's 14 days plus the day that you arrive. I bought a 30-day SIM card for about 30 US dollars. After that, a person checked and approved my certificate and said, Welcome to Taiwan. I walked to the customs and before arriving at the desk, my temperature was scanned by camera. Usual procedure. As I was one of the last passengers from the plane to go through the customs, it was completely empty. I picked my luggage after the green lane and entered the other side of the security of the airport. Strangely, nobody took care of me and I realized that anyone could pick me up as I was not controlled or tracked by the police. It felt like a strange kind of freedom, knowing that I need to be locked up for 14 days. I could run away and escape the 14 days quarantine, but of course I will not do that for a couple of reasons. One, if I would have the COVID-19, I might infect other people and those lives could be risked. And secondly, probably they will find me, unless I will be somewhere hidden in the forest. But in that case, I prefer the 14 days of quarantine. I walked to the taxi lane and the person with a manual spraying gun sprayed 75% alcohol over me, my luggage and sprayed under my shoes. I had to sign up, probably to track me and the taxi and I could enter the taxi. The tariff was set to 1000 Taiwan dollars instead of the meter tariff of about 1300 Taiwan dollars to go to Taipei City. I was surprised that the taxi did not have any special plastic screen between the passenger seat and the driver. It felt like just any other taxi in Taiwan. The taxi stopped in front of the hotel, located in the middle of Taipei. My credit card was not accepted by the driver's machine, so I handed him the 1000 Taiwan dollar note. He helped me to put the luggage on the sidewalk and drove to the next destination. There I was, completely alone again. I could again run away, or hug a random stranger on the street that was passing by, or having a breakfast at a traditional Taiwan breakfast shop. No, I should not do that. I should follow the rules. I walked from the sidewalk to the entrance of the hotel and rang the bell. A door next to the entrance opened and a man told me that he would be back very soon. After a while he opened the door, but this time he was wearing overalls, snorkeling goggles, hair protection and gloves. He sprayed again all the luggage, me and the bottom of my feet, or actually my shoes, with 75% alcohol. 
He handed a package with two transparent bags, designed to be used as shoes to circumvent that my shoes will touch the surface. After signing in by showing my passport, he gave me the instruction that I have to walk to the fifth floor while he will take my luggage to the same floor and meet him again. I walked upstairs, opened the room, and my eyes were confronted with a space as small as a big bathroom, with barely space to walk. The ceiling was just high enough for me to walk, but I could not jump without touching the ceiling. The room did not have any proper chair, only a small stool suitable for children, no table to work, no space to do any sports exercise. I thought about the lady at the airport who told me that I could not change the location of the hotel. I felt miserable, almost had to vomit. I knew I had to be locked up in this cabinet, not for one day, but more than 14 days. This was too much for me. I was afraid I was going to get mentally insane when they would lock me up in here for so long. Meanwhile, the gentleman was moving my suitcases from the lift to my room. He saw my white face, with a small distance between my head and the ceiling. We were quiet for some seconds. The only thing what I could do is kindly request another room. Luckily, he immediately understood, but told me that they did not have any larger and higher rooms available. I rephrased my wish and he requested me to walk back downstairs. I had to wait while wearing the shoe protection in front of the hotel, just behind the entrance door. While he was calling to another hotel, I saw other staff members packing fruits for their customers. I also saw a matrix representing all the rooms, including the names of all individuals who are being locked up in this hotel. It felt so surreal. It felt like I was a character in a bad movie. The friendly gentleman informed me about the availability of a room about 10 minutes away from the current location. He showed me some pictures and I could immediately see that the room was significantly larger. I immediately told him to reserve that room. Next step was to contact the Taiwan Centers for Disease Control and check what kind of paperwork needs to be done before I can be transferred to the other hotel. Luckily, he helped me out and could book a special Corona taxi to the other hotel. While waiting for the taxi, I saw that the inside of my protective shoes were completely wet. My sweat from my legs and feet could not get out. I felt relieved. I felt like he saved my life in a way. Ten minutes passed and the taxi arrived and there I go again, moving my luggage on the sidewalk back to the taxi. It was a short drive in Taipei and saw many buildings and sidewalks that I know from many visits to this area. The taxi arrived at the hotel and there I was again, lonely outside. I felt like a prisoner who could escape again. People were passing by while I was waiting for the hotel entrance door. It was so tempting to walk away, to grab some food and enjoy the beautiful mountain area of Taiwan. A lady opened the door and started again the procedure by using the spray gun to spray 75% alcohol on me my luggage and under my shoes. I had to put again the protective shoes and she requested me to walk to the 10th floor while she was bringing my luggage to the room. I walked upstairs. My heart was beating faster and faster. 
not only because I was climbing the stairs, but I was afraid that the pictures of the room were not representative of the real deal. I tapped the card onto the lock and heard the unlocking sound. I pressed slowly the door and I was positively surprised by this room. The room was equipped with two single beds, a small refrigerator, desk, TV, chair, lounge chair, and of course a bathroom and toilet. I hoped. I hoped for a room with a balcony, a room with large windows, but unfortunately this room had no balcony and only four small windows, each with a width of about 15 centimeters. It felt like a prisoner's room, but compared to the room I visited before, this was heaven. This will be my room. This will be my house for the next 14 days. Shortly after I was admiring the room, the lady brought me my luggage. She gave me some more instructions. One, I'm not allowed to exit the room for the next 14 days. Two, no one except me is allowed to stay in this room for the next 14 days. Three, breakfast, lunch and dinner will be served by them by placing the dishes on a special tray in front of the door. They will knock on the door so I can take it from the tray and enjoy in the room. And last one, I need to provide the front desk at 9 a.m. and 8 p.m. my body temperature for the home quarantine record. Then I closed the door. I knew and realized I would not leave this room for the next 14 days. I felt everything in front of my eyes was getting black, dark, pitch dark. <laughs>